Nigel show. We'll go straight to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on Mock from the Chicks on the Right, chicksontheright.com. Mock, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, I, I'm actually, I wanted to ask you about this article you wrote, uh, Chicks on the Right, about how you think the DeSantis campaign seems doomed. Just kind of get your initial thoughts, your overall big picture on how Ron DeSantis has been doing these past few months and why you wrote that article. Well, um, I probably wrote it just out of sheer frustration, <laughs> to be honest. Because so, you're a big Ron um, DeSantis supporter. Well, I have been, you know, since way before it was even a thing. Um, and, so, you know, way sure. back in my radio days. <laughs> um, and so I've always thought that he would have made he would make a fantastic president. If, if he leads the country as if he leads Florida, I, I don't know how any conservative argues that. And it's, it's interesting to, to me, most of all, I guess, to see how people have turned on him simply because he had the audacity to think he might be a good candidate for president. And somehow all these people who think Trump is just supposed to be coronated, um, they are mad at him for betraying Trump, which I just find to be a ridiculous argument. They feel um, like Trump got him the governorship of Florida. He was, you know, Trump always says he was a nobody before I endorsed him. <laughs> and so therefore he needs to be loyal to Trump and bow out and support him for president. That's the argument, which I just find utterly ridiculous. Right. I mean, so so sure, Trump, you know, Trump endorsed a lot of people. So does that mean that none of those people are ever allowed to to go their own way to believe that they might be the best fit as a leader of the country? I just don't see why that's expected. And so I think this whole loyalty argument is so gross because Trump you know, Trump d supported DeSantis. DeSantis also supported Trump. And DeSantis has done a remarkable job as governor. I don't know why that's even in question right now. And that's what I find so sad is that all the people that loved DeSantis as much as I did and have loved him um, as governor are now doing to him exactly what they complained was mm. done to Trump. Mm. And so I just, I think that's gross. I just don't like it. And so do you think, because the article, the title of your article there at chicksontheright.com was DeSantis campaign seems doomed. Does it seem, yeah. does it seem doomed because of something DeSantis is doing wrong or does it seem doomed because of what you just described and how the Trump supporters are behaving? Well, if it's if it I think it's the latter. And I think if people try to say no, it's because DeSantis is doing something, I would love to know what that something is. But all I keep hearing is that his just very presence in this race is somehow a slight against Trump. And I just don't buy that. I mean, if you look at what DeSantis has actually accomplished, he's been the most effective governor, conservative governor in the country. And so the reason I think his campaign is doomed is because Trump doomed it. And his followers are mm. so absolutely loyal to him that now it's gotten to be, and I gave an example of this in the post, like, it's so ridiculous that Trump can crash a wedding at Bedminster Golf Course and everybody praises him and thinks yeah. it's adorable. Yeah. DeSantis crashes a wedding in Iowa and people are, are ripping on him for trying to upstage the bride and groom. I mean, it's that 
it's that obvious. You know what I mean? The the two sides yeah. is, is just so obvious. Let me let me play you some audio here from DeSantis at a town hall recently in New Hampshire, and, and get, give me your thoughts on that. Follow up for you, Governor. You get on that debate stage with Donald Trump, and he starts to belittle you. How are you going to respond? So here's the thing: these insults are so phony. These insults are juvenile. That is not the way a great nation should be conducting itself. That is not the way the president of the United States should be conducting himself. So I enjoy the debate. You know, the people in New Hampshire have been great. They're opinionated. Let's have those debates about the issues. I'm not going to insult somebody, somebody's looks or somebody's dress or something like that. Uh, I wouldn't teach my kids to treat people like that. We have a six, five and a three year old. We teach our kids to treat people the way you would want to be treated uh, yourself. And then he goes on to, I mean, basically go directly after Trump on policy. And he's also reminding voters that Trump's behavior is really one of the reasons why the GOP loses, especially when that red wave was, was supposed to come through that never happened. Exactly. And by the way, I was one of the few people who was like, from the get-go, this red wave is not happening. <laughs> I mean, I said that more times than I can count. People were like, you're crazy. No, that's not, of course there's going to be a red wave. No, because, and, and that's exactly right. I think what DeSantis said in that clip was 100% right. And I think it bothers people that he's trying to be the grown-up in the room, because for whatever reason, I, I guess, you know, Trump's supporters, so many of them are like, yeah, this should be a a knockdown, drag out, ugly, mean-spirited, name-calling fight. I don't know why we want that. I don't. I've never liked that. And have I laughed at it in the past when it's been against leftists? Yes. But I, the ugliness has just gotten so dumb and it's not helpful. And the people that were turned off by Trump for that reason in the yeah. first go-around are certainly not with him now. It's even worse. And I, I do think it would help DeSantis if he could branch out in terms of other things. It, instead of just, you know, pointing out that he battles wokeness in Florida. Right. Maybe sort to explain some of the other things that he's done um, because it's not, I, I don't think, and you would probably agree, he can't just run off his policies in Florida. His woke, his woke, ba- his woke battles, I guess I should put it that right. way. Right. Right. And you're right. He can't just run on like the woke fights. But the great news is that he can run on his other policies, which have put Florida at the top of the country when it comes to education, when it comes to crime, when it comes to taxes, when it comes to how they've managed the economy. So he doesn't have to rely on woke issues. That's a bonus. I mean, the fact that he's willing to to, to fight is a bonus. But I mean, I think his his record is phenomenal on its own. I'm, I'm really hoping that he means it and that Gavin Newsom means it when they say that they're going to have a debate oh, on the awesome. show. Oh, my God, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, I was listening to you and Daisy earlier this morning, and you were talking about this poll that says people aren't going to vote for Trump if he's in prison or if he's yeah, that indicted. Was- Is that, what did you think? What did exactly that poll say, and, and how, how did people react? Well, it was interesting because on our show on Friday, we were talking about like just the logistics of what it would look like if Trump is running his campaign and goes to prison and like, how does that work? How does the pardoning work? And I just genuinely didn't know. And so the Daily Mail did an article over the weekend where they were kind of laying out how this could potentially work. And one of the things that they laid out in there was 
Trump's support. Right now, he's looking at like 53 percent, I believe, of the Republican Party is in support of him. But that number drops, according to them. Now, you know, I don't trust polls as far as I can throw them. But according to this poll, they were saying that number goes down if he is, in fact, convicted of these crimes and then down further if he actually gets sentenced to prison. And so I don't know if that's true. I don't I have no reason to think that some of his most loyal supporters are going to turn away from him for any reason. I mean, I think that they are they are in his camp no matter what. And my point in writing the article this morning is just to say, why is this as good as it gets for us? You know what I mean? Like, do we really deserve to have a president leading from jail? Is this what we've come to? Like, we couldn't do any better than two 80-year-olds? Seriously? I'm just so, I'm like so disillusioned by all of it, especially when I look at how strong the rest of the GOP field is and how easy it would be if Trump had just decided not to run. Because that's not the the issue now isn't about um, Trump supporters coming over to another candidate. They're not gonna, which is why I also think DeSantis' campaign is doomed. He and everybody else is doomed because Trump supporters are Trump supporters, period, the end. However, if Trump had decided early on to throw his support behind anybody else, we would be looking at an actual win in the general yeah. and an actual president who can lead from the White House and not prison. Uh, Mock from the Chicks on the Right. Sports radio host. This guy's name is Michael Source, but he goes by the name Don Geronimo. Wacky radio name. He, uh, he was fired by iHeartRadio Sunday for what they say was a sexist remark he made towards a uh, female reporter at uh, Washington Commander's training camp. Here is a little bit of that audio. Hey, look, Barbie's here. <laughs> Hi, Barbie girl. Hi there. I'm guessing she's a tear While broadcasting live on Thursday, the two men made offensive and derogatory comments on the air. So the guy got fired. This woman walks by, and she's like, hey, Barbie. She looks like Barbie. Or maybe she's a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some other guy says cheerleader. The woman they were referring to was very offended, said it was one of the most offensive things she's heard in her 17-year career. Do you think the guy should have got fired? Absolutely not. In fact, we did an entire deep dive episode about this uh, this weekend. Just cannot believe that somebody lost. Actually, two people were fired. I think it was him and the co-host slash producer. They both got fired because of that ridiculous. I mean, that if that is what upset this Barbie girl, (laughs) I mean, the most in her 17 years of sports casting. Wow. Has she been fortunate? So we were instantly irritated because I would have, of course, been completely complimented. I would have been like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You think I look like Barbie? Oh, my God. I would have been. I would have taken it as a complete compliment. Okay. The cheerleader thing, the same. And so I just don't understand why, if a if a strong woman who has been a professional journalist in sports 
for 17 years, if she is so, in fact, strong, why this is what gets her. I mean, if, if anything, her being like, oh, my God, that was so offensive and so irresponsible or, or whatever, that weakens her. I would have yeah. way preferred to have been I would have I would have so much preferred to have seen her just be like, oh, my God, they're just being juvenile scares just and banter back with them. You know how Daisy and I are with you guys. Oh, please. Like, it yes. We, we've called each other everything, and it's been fine. And that's actually some of what makes a workplace really fun is that, that kind of banter. And so it's just – I cannot believe people are losing their jobs over something like that. Um, about a minute and a half or so left with Mock from Chicks on the Right. Any thoughts about the U.S. women's soccer team being eliminated from the, the World Cup and Megan Rapino having the chance to win, and she failed with that missed goal with the shootout? I think that's just delicious karma in action. <laughs> and I don't like to be in a position where I have to root against my own country in any way. But, man, do those women make it easy to do that. They are such ungrateful hags. And so you get what you get, right? I mean, they. this is what... This is what you get, and it was a joy, frankly, to see Megan Rapino crying. I thought that was great. <laughs> well, when they asked her, they they asked her after the game, "What's your most memorable moment from your time here at the at the World Cup?" She said that I got equal pay. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, that's what that's her big takeaway. Oh my she god, was concentrating. what an insufferable, <laughs> just awful. Maybe awful concentrating woman. on the wrong things there at the World Cup. What are you working on at <laughs> ChicksOnTheRight.com? And, and when can people well, see your show? They can always tune in live if they'd like to watch or listen live on basically every social media platform that there is at 7.30 a.m. Eastern, YouTube, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Locals, Rumble, everywhere. Um, or they can listen on demand or watch on demand any old time they want on those same channels. Excellent. Mock Chicks on the Right. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.